Hi, welcome to another episode of Not Another Bad Movie Podcast with me, your host, Megan Tripp. I am again joined by Alonzo Duralde. Hi, Alonzo. Hello. How are you today? Uh, I'm good, thank you. It's uh, we're we're fully into the um, halfway to Christmas season, and um, you know, Hallmark Channel is kind of cheating this year. Usually, at this time of year, they would give us a a nice twenty four seven marathon for a couple of weeks, and they're going twelve hour days on this, uh, just so that you know, because you got to got to get those Reba reruns in. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm feeling a little a little shortchanged this summer. What can I tell you? I mean, we are getting a new movie at least, but still, it's. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I think uh, I want my full days. <laughs> so, um, on the last episode, we mentioned that uh, Christmas media is your happy place. When yes. when did Christmas media first become your happy place? I mean, you know, I I, I think it's. Um, I always tell people that I've always loved Christmas and I've always loved movies. And so it was sort of eventual. It was inevitable that, you know, my, my chocolate and my peanut butter would meet. Um, <laughs> but you know, like, like, like most Americans, I, I grew up sort of steeped in like the specials every year, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the holy trilogy of, you know, Rudolph Frosty and, and, uh, uh, uh sorry, Rudolph the Grinch and Charlie Brown. Frosty's in there too, of course. Um, and I also, uh, I, you know, I was, I grew up in the seventies, so I was there for the, that magical moment when It's a Wonderful Life was just always on television. Uh, <laughs> it was the before, before it went out of the public domain and they bothered to, to, to re-register the copyright. Um, in the month of December, you could pretty much just like be watching it on one channel and then turn a couple of channels and it would be midway <laughs> through on another one you know um this is pre-cable this is back you know when when you had vhf and uhf and that was it um so you know i i just have all, i i i love the season and and i'm a i'm a movie guy so so of course i dig the two and then you know as i started becoming a film critic and working for newspapers and stuff um you know, people complain about the listicle on the internet, but it is not a new invention. So for, for years, <laughs> Christmas would roll around and some editor would be like, oh, do a list of like, you know, movies, Christmas movies that people don't think of as Christmas movies or, you know, scary Christmas movies or this or that or the other. And so over the years, I had done enough of those where I was like, oh, there's maybe there's a book in this. And so I wound up, you know, doing Have Yourself a Movie Little Christmas, which was an attempt to be like. You know, look, they're, they're, yes, of course you want to watch White Christmas every year. And of course you want to watch Elf every year, but like maybe consider these other movies that are either that are straight up holiday movies that you somehow missed or movies that are genre films of different sorts, but that also incorporate Christmas a lot that you maybe never thought of as quote unquote a Christmas movie. Um, but you know, you might, you might get a kick out of them. Um, you know, I, I always sort of relate it to, I grew up in a house that had like four Christmas albums. So for me, Christmas music was like, you know, Bing Crosby, Andy Williams, Dean Martin, or the Boston Pops. Uh, and so then as an adult with, you know, internet access to suddenly discover <laughs> all this other stuff out there. Oh, Ella Fitzgerald and Esquivel and whatever else, you know, um, it kind of blew my mind and, and sort of let me know, oh, there's other options. Oh, Sleigh Ride has lyrics. Who knew? You know, um, <laughs> 
So I, I think it's the same thing where I think it's very easy to get into kind of a, a, a Christmas movie rut where, you know, you would just assume it's going to be this handful of titles that you go to every year. And, you know, maybe some years you might shake it up and check out, like, I don't know, The Silent Partner or Metropolitan or something and, 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 and you know, go go at it totally differently, but still get like the Christmas things you want to get out of something. Yeah, my my favorite movie of all time, which people sometimes give me guff because they're like, that's a good movie, but really it's your favorite. But yeah, it's my favorite is uh, While You Were Sleeping, okay, which yeah. um, is takes place on like the day before Christmas to right. like the day after New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> and I watch that like maybe three times a year. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a, it, you know, when you start broadening the category, like there are, there are people who are very insistent on like, unless it has like Santa or Jesus in it, it's not, you know, really a Christmas movie. It's like, no, eh, there's, you know, there's a lot of variations in there. You know, I will, I will, in the way that, that people for years made the, the argument about Die Hard, which I think we now, it should now is beyond settled that yes, it's a Christmas movie. Uh, I will stand up for Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. It is totally a Christmas movie. There is Christmas in like every scene of that movie in one way or another. And as Stanley Kubrick, as we know, does nothing by accident. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that would be a surprising choice at a Christmas uh, gathering. <laughs> if you pop well, in. you know, you you don't want to inflict it on just anybody, but like, you know, it is <laughs> if if it's a movie that you're down for, you know, it it is one that, yeah. that will actually kind of uh, feel like it's part of the season. Um and I think it's also a movie that that gets better with age in terms of I remember seeing it when it came out in in 99 just thinking I think in 20 years, I may really understand what's going on here because this is this doesn't <laughs> quite seem to be gelling for me. And and uh, to be honest, it, it did. Like, I think part of it is that thing of like, you know, you get older and, and, you know, you have more life experience and you sort of understand what they're talking about. And then part of it is, I think, you know, with certain filmmakers, like other people catch up to them and you start seeing the stuff that they introduce that seems so like outrageous and, and inexplicable becomes part of the, the cinema language, you know, becomes part of how narratives work. It's the same way where, you know, you see something on a couture runway in Paris and it's just like, it seems insane and, and impractical, right. but then, you know, it, it, sets off you know a move towards certain stylistic decisions or whatever and by the time a version of that gets to you know it, it's that speech from the devil wears prada by the time a version of it gets to the rack <laughs> of the store where you like my clothes <laughs> exactly the cerulean you don't know where necessarily where it came from but it all started with the thing on the runway that just seemed like what is that um so yeah i, I think i think you know you you watch eyes wide shut again after time and you're like oh, okay i see i see where this is going i see what this is about and and how he's doing this and it and yeah it is i was shocked when i watched it again for the for the book uh, like how incredibly christmasy it was <laughs> what would you uh recommend for people who love a a uh, like a romance set at christmas who mm -hmm. want a maybe higher end version than what they're getting off of hallmark Oh, interesting. Um, well, uh, I think one of the, there's a great Christmas rom-com that, uh, that I heard about for the first time while doing the book research. And it's, it has, 
it has emerged more in the last few years. It's a movie from the 40s called Remember the Night with um, Fred McMurray and Barbara Stanwyck. <laughs> Who, of course, were most famously paired in, 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 in double indemnity, but this is like, it's a very different movie. Um, it, it, it's, I think it, it might still be on the Criterion channel. They did a whole section of films by a director named Mitchell Leeson, um, who was very, you know, kind of stylish and somewhat under, underappreciated, uh, director of that period. Uh, it's written by Preston Sturges. I think it was the last film that he wrote and didn't direct. Um, McMurray plays a New York City DA. Uh, Stanwyck gets hauled in for shoplifting. He feels bad about her being stuck in jail over the Christmas holiday, so he winds up driving her. He's going home to Ohio or Indiana. I forget. He's, he's driving home to the Midwest and, and brings her along. He's going to drop her off at her mother's house. The mother, it turns out, is just like this. She's a real piece of work. So he winds up taking Barbara <laughs> Stanwyck home with him for the holidays and in this house where like you know she is treated kindly and there's a lot of love and there's a lot of you know holiday good spirits you sort of see what was that sorry <laughs> uh, that, i live in the thunder? lightning capital yeah i live in the lightning capital wow. of the world and that was lightning <laughs> man whoa i heard that Whew. all right stay grounded Boy. anyway right. so in this in, in this in this in this Good idea. <laughs> Step away I have from battery. the battery. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, so you, you, you get to see the, per- the well. person. The, <laughs> yes, and so you see the the person she might have been had she, you know, been raised in a home of of uh, in a loving home. Uh, but then, of course, you know, they have to go back to New York, and he has to like put her on trial for shoplifting at the end of all this mm. after they've like fallen in love. It's a g- really great movie, and and um, I think really just. Uh, it will it will scratch the itch of people who like a good holiday rom com. I think it's a it, there's there are quite a few good ones, but that's that's one of my favorites. Well, I really want to check it out. I don't think I've seen that one before. Um, yeah, I've, I've like seen I said, it, it some older kind of, movies, but I haven't seen very many of. Uh, it had kind of fallen out of circulation, and then TCM started airing it again in the last like ten or fifteen years, and then they collaborated with Universal on a Blu-ray release. And then, like I said, it just popped up this year on, on Criterion Channel. It had been on Peacock for a while. So it, 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 it it's one that I think a lot of people still don't know exists, but it's a, it's a real treasure. <laughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> I, I think that God is telling us to wrap up this episode. I think you need to get to a safe place. Um, but thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. <laughs> It's been lovely talking to you. Um, Can you tell the people where they can follow you and what the name of your first and second books are? Oh, sure. Uh, well, I, second and third, technically, but the first one's long out of print, oh, okay. and we won't even go into it. Uh, so, yeah, Have Yourself a Movie <laughs> Little Christmas is my uh, holiday movie guide. And then coming out this year is I'll Be Home for Christmas Movies, which is a collaboration I did with the Deck the Hallmark podcast about those Hallmark Christmas movies that people love to love or love to hate. Um, and the guys <laughs> on the show also some of them love them some of them hate them so you know you'll get a you'll get a variety of opinions about them uh so you know if you're if if you're fascinated by the hallmark christmas movie phenomenon in general you'll dig it uh if you need to buy a christmas present for you know uh let's say a female relative of a certain age who really loves these movies and you have no idea what to get her she'll love this book i think Um, is a certain age anywhere uh, from 30 to 50 (laughs) uh and beyond (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, but yeah, I'm, I'm at a on Twitter. I link to my various uh, podcasts, including um, uh, Linoleum Knife, Maximum Film, Breakfast All Day, and sometimes like the Hallmark. Uh, and you can read my reviews at The Wrap. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. Um, everyone who's listening, um, please tell your friends to listen to the show. They can go to notanotherbadmoviepodcast.libsyn.com or to all the usual spots where you listen to podcasts. Um, you can email the show at notanotherbadmoviepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Um, and you can follow the show on Twitter at NABM Podcast. And I'm going to take cover now. <laughs> say, get, get to the and storm us. cellar quick. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't have those in Florida. <laughs> but, uh, I know, I, I know. <laughs> I will get away from electronics at least. Thanks again for being on. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>